Well, it's my pleasure this morning to welcome our seminarian for the summer, Chinansu Nebe Agumadu. I think I said it right. I'm very happy about that. I've been practicing for three weeks and saying it wrong many times. But Chinansu is a, is a great guy. I'm so happy to have him with us. And uh, we've been having a good week so far. He's about to head to the new seminary this evening for a Spanish immersion course. Uh, so we won't see him during the week, but he will be back with us next weekend. It's so good to have Chinansu with us. Uh, we also welcome back our seminarian, Matthew Harrison, who I think is helping me out right now getting more hosts because there's more of you than we expected. And I'm so glad to see everybody. Uh, but it's great to see him, and he just recently graduated from St. Joseph's College Seminary, so we congratulate him on that as well. And just so good to be together. And I wanted to tell you, you know, as we enter into this solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity, at the basically the conclusion of the whole big Easter season, and on the doorstep of ordinary time that we're gradually kind of entering back into, it really reminds me of my routine when I was the pastor of St. John the Baptist in Tryon. When I was there, we had a very similar schedule on Sundays to here at Sacred Heart, where it was, I think the first Mass was 8.30 instead of 8, but the same sort of thing. Two Masses in English, then a Mass in Spanish, and just a lot going on all morning long. You know, it's a, it's a busy morning for a priest on a Sunday, and all sorts of things to celebrate you know, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ on a Sunday. And of course, too, on a Sunday, you also have wonderful parish business going on, introducing seminarians, talking about all the different things that are going on in the parish, pointing out the faith formation director and the fact that if you're due for First Communion, to talk to him after Mass and also to register for faith formation for next year. I just want to make sure that I announce that right away, so you know he's right over there. So do that at the end of Mass. But there's so many things going on, right? There's a lot of things that happen on a Sunday morning. And then this routine, I would say, would happen about once a month. On Sunday afternoons, I would drive about 30, 35 minutes to uh, some parishioners' homes. It was a, a family in the parish that I actually knew before I started as pastor at St. John the Baptist, family with eight children, and I'd go up there with them on Sunday afternoon. We'd have tea on their front porch, which basically meant we had dessert on their front porch, and it was lovely. And then all of us would go for a big hike. And one of the best parts about this hike, this family lived right on the edge of the DuPont National Forest. And I would love this because here we are, mom and dad, the eight kids, we go hiking for a while. You know, it's like that good sort of physical exertion about after all the, the craziness of Sunday morning. And we get there to this sort of like pinnacle that looked out on all the glory of God's majesty at the top of this mountain. And we'd all sit down and the mother was so good. She'd say to the kids, okay, we need to just be quiet for two minutes, which to a three-year-old feels like an eternity. I mean, I know all of us too, right? Sometimes to be quiet for three minutes feels like an eternity. But I think that time and silence reminds me of today. And I'll tell you why. You know, we've been going since February 26, Ash Wednesday. We've been preparing and we've been celebrating the passion, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus all the way to the great big culmination of the great solemnity of Pentecost 
last Sunday, celebrating the fact that we have this incredible outpouring of God, you know, giving us his son, loving us so much that he was willing to lay his life down for us. And the beautiful thing is that sin and death could not hold him down. He rose from the dead, loves us so much that he would ascend into heaven and pour out on us the gift of the Holy Spirit. We've been going through that for basically a, a quarter of the year, from February 26th to last Sunday. It's a lot. It's a lot to take in and very active, right? Just like a Sunday morning. So many things going on, so many things happening, all of this stuff, all of this action. And then we come to today. And it's the day to just sort of stop for a minute and reflect. To just be quiet for a second and focus on the fact that at the very foundation of reality is the Trinity, the Holy Trinity that is love itself. As we hear, you know, in, in the letter of St. John, God is love. And for that to be the reality, he cannot simply be alone or isolated for all eternity, but from all eternity is this loving communion of persons. And we've been celebrating the way that the Trinity has revealed himself to us you know, in the passion, death, and resurrection of our Lord, summed up so beautifully in this beautiful gospel that we know so well. John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. And the church gives us today the solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity, I think, to just stop for a minute, to just reflect, to just be quiet and rest in that mystery. And I'll tell you, I'm sure you're feeling a lot like I am these days, very anxious, very tense, not knowing exactly what to say in the face of the fact that we know that we live in a fallen world, right? That the sins of our first parents continue to affect us all, continue to affect us all in this fallen world, and that there continues to be division and strife and violence and hatred and bitterness and all of these different things. And they're so darn loud, right? It's hitting us in the face all the time. And it's so hard to deal with in so many ways. And there's this temptation, I think, to let that overwhelm us, to enter in simply more and more into the bitterness and throwing more accusations and getting upset about this or this, and this is the answer, this is the answer, this person is right, that side is right. When ultimately, I think what we have to do, especially today, is to stop, to be quiet, and to recognize the fact that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And that it doesn't even end there, that he did it, that we might not perish, but might have eternal life. To know that at the very foundation of reality is love, is the loving God who pours himself out for us, who reveals himself to us, so much so of showing us that even in the face of hatred, he's willing to show love. And that's what we have at the heart of everything. And before we do anything else is to stop and recognize that fact that ultimately it is the love of God that's at the heart of everything. So much so that he continues to give us himself, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Blessed Sacrament. That life isn't just one big struggle between good and evil, this side and that side, but rather at the heart of it all is love. 
Is sin a reality? Yes, of course it is, and we know that. And even sitting on that mountain and trying to be quiet for two minutes, you better believe that it wasn't even easy then. There's sounds all over. There's kids kind of running around. It's hard to sit still and just be in that. But I think before we respond in any way is to recognize that love is possible, that reconciliation is possible, not because we're so good, but because he is. Because he is the Lamb of God who does what? Who takes away the sins of the world. He is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He is the Lamb of God who grants us peace. My brothers and sisters in Christ, we do live in very difficult times. We live in times that are incredibly active. We take that activity with us everywhere we go, in those little movie theaters that we keep in our pockets. We constantly stay plugged in to seeing all of the images of the division and the hatred and the bitterness and the just the anger and everything else. But I would say that today teaches us the lesson that we need to stop and reflect. To reflect on the fact that St. Paul can say something like this, greet one another with a holy kiss. Of course, he wasn't living in a time of pandemic. But the fact of the matter is, is that it is possible that ultimately we can love one another, regardless of our race, regardless of our background, regardless of our age, our stage, our ability, our disability, that ultimately he so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son. And he gave him to us that we might have eternal life. And notice too, says that, you know, for those who do not believe, they have already been condemned. And I think we see that condemnation in a way when hope seems to go out the window and nothing seems to happen but the casting of more and more division and problems and blame and everything else. But what I think we have to do as we gather as people of faith is to stop and recognize that we do actually have a foundation upon which to build. It's the foundation of the love of God. And that's why we're here this morning, even though the obligation has been lifted, even though you do not have to be here right now, right? But we are. Why? Because this is the source of our peace, of our happiness. And thanks be to God for that, that it does not have to come from us. Not one of us has to come up with the perfect solution, with the right way that ultimately the perfect solution has been given to us, to believe in God and his only begotten Son, whom he has sent us, the Prince of Peace. I know I keep saying to be quiet, and then I keep going on and on and on, so I apologize for that. But I would say, my brothers and sisters in Christ, even though that anxiety is so darn loud, even though the news just continues on and on all the time, stop. (laughs) Climb the mountain, right? I, I recommend this. I know we're not completely in the mountains, but I will tell you this, just a little inside secret here. Sacred Heart, we have a soccer field in the back, right? And there are many a day when I come up here on a Sunday afternoon and I just sit on that soccer field and I look out at the sunset, the poor de sol, as they say in Portuguese, you know, to look out at the beauty of God's creation. Can we sum all that up and, you know, in a way of describing it? No, not exactly. It's a mystery that continues to reveal itself all the time. God's beauty, God's glory is there all around us for us to see. Unglue your eyes, take your ears out for a second from the movie theaters in our pockets, from those phones. Stop watching the news for a second and stop and look to the answer that gives us his ultimate help. God who is love itself. 
God who gave us his only begotten son. God who poured his Holy Spirit out upon the world. God who remains with us to this very moment and will not abandon his people. Do not be overwhelmed by the condemnation of unbelief, but rather believe that he has given us his only begotten son. He wants us to have his eternal life. May we rest in that glory, that knowledge, that love, and spread that love in everything that we do and say. Praise be Jesus Christ.